Financial support for this podcast comes from our great friends over at Bo's Restaurant on 2304 Thomas Drive here in beautiful Panama City Beach, Florida. Bo's is open from 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. Monday to Saturday with a great big breakfast menu, an outside eating area, and the best fried chicken in Bay County. Give them a call at 850-775-1828 if you'd like to order ahead. Also, from our great friends over at KL Skaggs Heating and Air, LLC, summer is coming. Don't be the people without AC. It's already hot outside, guys. Make sure you are well taken care of. 850-238-5414 to reach our great friends over at KL Skaggs Heating and Air. There are many sports podcasts out there, but only this one is right on. Welcome in, everybody, to the Ride On Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Wright, here with my co-host, Marcus Weisner. And Marcus, I feel like it's been an eternity. Yeah, I feel like this has definitely been a lot longer since we took our vacation back in July. And here we are. It's September. The day, the it's like a holiday of football is back, you know. But it's been yeah. like an, it really has been an eternity. And, the, you know, we were only gone for a week, but I feel like a lot has happened since we did our last episode. <laughs> I feel like, you know, we, we have this conversation a lot where something happens the day after we record or, um, you know, we missed some big story because we didn't record on time or we recorded too early or something like that. But, you know, there's usually not been a lot going on. And then the, the week that, you know, things don't work out in our favor, uh, full disclosure to everybody, I've been moving this week. They cut my internet off a couple of days early. Uh, and then, of course, Labor Day weekend working just a lot. It, it wasn't working out, but the one freaking week, man, like this close to football season, it, everything has happened that could happen in sports. Yeah. Well, I mean, it helps us, you know, more talking points. So it's not like we're having to struggle to find anything to talk about. So I'm, pr- I'm pretty happy with it. Oh. It's okay with me. Oh, we got a damn, we got a damn good show today. A full show. A full sure do. show of stuff. But I want to start it by throwing all of our fans um, a sincere apology for, you know, not putting an episode out those couple days. Uh, it was not Marcus's fault. It was really 100% on me. Um, I mean, I wouldn't even say 100% on me, but, I, I mean, it was my fault in the long run. Uh, poor planning, uh, moving, no internet, no access to the studio because I was working until midnight. Uh, it, it's, it is what it is. I mean, it, it, it sucks, but we're back. And we're His here. life, man. We have a lot of catching up to do. Yep, that's okay though. You know, that's all right. So, you know, Marcus, happy birthday! So that's hey, the I first thing I want to make sure I get out. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> so, yep. How old it, are How old are you today? Twenty eight, man. I am twenty eight years old. Two years away from thirty. So, try not to think too negatively on that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize we were the exact same age. I turned 28 back in July and uh, feel about 40. So yeah. I can't imagine that's, by the time I turn 30. Yeah. I, f- I feel like I'm like 45 right now. Like it's, it's not good. No. <laughs> I can't imagine how we're actually going to feel when we are 45. <laughs> I, I hope I feel 30. <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice. I'd like to feel 28 then, but I don't yeah. you know. That's, that's not going to happen. 40 is the new 30. Why? Well, I sure hope I feel that. 
<laughs> I hope I'm uh, I hope I'm walking when I'm forty. That that's that would my be goal. Good. Like that's that's my long term goal. Like I just hope to be walking when I am forty. You know, it seems like a a very simple goal, but you know, for some folks, it's easier said than done. You know, if you, <laughs> you know, with your body being beat and stuff, and you know, with work, with work and whatnot. Yeah, I can tell you after moving up to the third floor of an apartment building and working four doubles in a row Labor Day weekend, I, it, right now I can't imagine what twelve years from now is going to be like because I'm uh, I'm not feeling too good. Right, right, man. Well, so third floor. Yeah, third floor. I got lucky. Oof. Very blessed. Very <laughs> third floor. No elevator. Phenomenal. Ooh. I guess it could be worse. If, it could be worse. If there was a higher floor, I could be on that one, but I'm on the top floor, so couldn't really uh couldn't be much worse, but right. man, I I don't know. Could have been the next door down and had to walk an extra thirty feet. True. Look at it. We'll look at it like that. Gotta right. think positively so, with stuff. But yeah, let's go ahead and get yeah. some started with some topics, brother. Yeah, man, we have a lot of them. Um and we're also gonna make our picks for this weekend, but we have a lot of stuff that happened while we were out that we have to make sure that we talk about because there was so much yeah we had a lot um first one i want to bring up uh and this is probably the oldest one as far as news goes it's not really news it's more of like okay we got it it's been addressed moved on but we haven't talked about it um leonard fernet was cut by the jags supposedly (laughs) unexpectedly it was more so the fact they couldn't find a trade partner um, right. I kind of, you and I talked off the air about this and it was kind of, we were both kind of surprised to think that for a, a, a former pro bowler running back who when 70 to 80% healthy consistently puts up over 1100 yards a season, um, it could, they couldn't find even a seventh rounder. So they just cut him and he was picked up by the Buccaneers, which I think that you and I, we thought that was kind of like a no-brainer pick. It was between them or the Patriots. Right. Uh, we were trying to think of a destination for them. We mentioned Washington. We mentioned Chicago. Um, but I think Tampa is probably going to utilize him the best way possible. Uh, I kind of think a comparison with Bruce Arians had David Johnson and utilized him. <laughs> I mean – to a completely untapped potential until obviously his wrist injury occurred. But um, Leonard Fournette's going to be set up to do some pretty good things. I He has experience catching the ball out of the backfield. Um, now, my personal opinion is I think he's going to be the full-time week starter by week seven. Um, I just think that I think that the level comparison of between him and Ronald Jones, once Leonard Fournette learns that you know he gets that playbook down pat, he, he'll be the starter. And unfortunately for fantasy owners, if you guys draft Ronald Jones, this might be you might want to trade him now. While yeah. while Bruce Arians says Ro, Rojo is still the guy, you might want to <laughs> trade him right now. Yeah, I'd get rid of him. It's not going to be very long. It's I mean. I would expect LaShawn McCoy to probably take over Rojo's spot within two weeks. And then Leonard Fournette will be the number one guy, like you said, easily by halfway through the season, but probably way before that. Yeah, I just, 
I think it's going to be a great fit. It helps Brady out. It helps the passing game even more. Uh, it. I think this is definitely going to be something suitable with that. And then keeping on the topic with uh, the Buccaneers, obviously, um, Mike Evans was listed on the, I, the IR. Um, so he's going to be out for supposedly the next couple of weeks. Um, with that in mind, Kyle, with Mike Evans out, do you – do you see, you know, hello more Rob Gronkowski, or do you see them possibly utilizing the run game more? You know, that Mike Evans is out. Like, what what would you think that you know Bruce Arians does there? Because I mean, Mike Evans is obviously a, vol- a valuable piece on that offense. It's hard to imagine. I don't, I don't like I said before, man. I don't see Mike Evans being a huge part of this offense anyway. Um, right. and I know that's probably going to sound crazy but Brady Brady's not designed to drop back five steps and throw the ball deep anymore and that's kind of Mike Evans strongest point maybe maybe his only point I mean how often do you see Mike Evans catch the ball like like he's not like Julio he doesn't he can't catch it five yards downfield and then 40 yards downfield like it's not the same thing like he's not the same game so I don't know I don't think it's that big of an adjustment. I think uh, if you drafted Chris Godwin, good on you because he's going to be the guy. Yeah, I th- I think so too. Um, I think like you mentioned, he's not going to be the deep passer. However, you know, from what I'm, you know, the wind spiraling from down here in Tampa is that you know Tom Brady's arm is stronger than ever. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing at 43 that I can't do at 28 to make my arm stronger, but you know they said <laughs> apparently his arm is stronger than ever. So we'll find out week one when they got to go to New Orleans. You know what I mean? Like if if, if we see Brady at yeah. 43 throwing 50 yard bombs, I I, I don't know what to tell you, man. It's gonna be bad. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like if if yeah. he's doing that at 43, and I mean not like just once or twice, but consistently, like you know, okay, like keep judging me by my old age. Um, this league's in trouble, honestly. Uh, either way, um, I think that Gronk would, is going to be used more. Um, they're kind of, gra- I think they're gradually going to use the, the, the run game, you know, with the screen stuff like that. You know, try to take some of the pressure off because they now know that Evans is out. Godwin's going to get the focus, and so kind of like, I mean, you're going to, it's just going to be, you know, probably Godwin, Gronk, and then Pat, and then the backfield in right. the order. Um. So, yeah, absolutely. So I want to uh, I want to ask you one more question about this, and then we got to move on because we have like yep. eight other topics that we got to hit in this first segment. Right. Um, if you're Jameis Winston, and and I mean, I I, I know that's going to be a tough question to answer, but if you're Jameis Winston, how pissed off are you that they are they never tried to build around Jameis Winston? Like, I mean, th- this team never tried like this, have they? Like, honestly. Well, Gronk only came because of Brady. It's right. He was retired. You know what I mean? It's not like, but the, it's not it's like, like there weren't options out there. Yeah. It's not like nobody. It's not like he wasn't. I mean, he was still owned by the Patriots. You know, like the Patriots still had the rights to him. So if he right. wanted to come back, he would have had to come back to the Patriots. But, you know, when Brady signed. You know, that's when Gronk's like, look, I want to play for Brady in Tampa. So that was just an easy trade. LaShawn McCoy, I don't really consider as like a piece. I mean, he's older. He didn't even, they like, the, the Chiefs didn't even, didn't even have him dress for the Super Bowl. So, you know what I mean? So it wasn't like, right. he, he's not like, a, he's not like what he was in, 
in Philly. Um, Ronald Jones is not like that Pro Bowl running back. Um, the offensive line, you know, they started out kind of streaky. Then at the end, they got, you know, they they kind of worked themselves up to be respectable. Uh, I think they would have drafted an offensive lineman anyways at their 13th, you know, their first-round pick if they had kept Jameis. Um, so I, I think they still would have done the same things, just not, you know, obviously, I think the only difference is that you wouldn't have had Gronkowski. Uh, but it matter of fact, the only difference between, you know, one of the big differences is the turnover ratio between Brady and Winston. So, and I was, I wanted to, I kind of wanted to see what Winston would have been like. I think they should have gave him one more year, especially since he got his, his vision fixed, but they did it. Right. They, you know, it's kind of hard for a team to pass up on the greatest quarterback of all time for a franchise tag quarterback who threw 30 interceptions last year. You know what I mean? Like you, you got to take that chance. You, you have to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let me hit the, I'm going to hit the pause button here on myself here for just a second because there's an alarm clock going off in the studio for some reason. So I'm going to go disable that. But I want you to tell everybody, detail this new contract that Jalen Ramsey signed. Yeah. So uh, j- just a couple days ago, um, Jalen Ramsey signed a new contract. He's going to be with the Los Angeles Rams still. Uh, he signed a, de- a five-year deal worth up to $105 million which includes $71.2 million guaranteed. Now, this absolutely shatters the defensive back market. It's not even close. No, um, not even. So, the I believe that the last, yeah, the the highest contract for a defensive back was actually Tredavious White, which was last week he signed this. Right. And his was 70 million with 55 70 his deal was 70 million with 55 million guaranteed. And Jalen got 105 with 71.2 million guaranteed. So Jalen's getting paid guaranteed more than what Tredavious White's get, getting his entire contract. So I got to ask you Kyle, defensive okay. backs, I mean, we've seen great defensive backs that had good contracts, obviously well deserved, and then they just fall off the earth. We're talking about Revis Island. We're talking about uh, Josh Norman. Right. I mean, uh, he, name some others that we've that we've seen. Richard Sherman got got a oh, big one yeah, that obviously oh. had his Achilles injury, and then they cut him, and then he went to San Francisco. Uh, I mean, so, for a defensive back, I mean, because if you're a, a lockdown corner, a quarterback could just throw you outside the field and call it a day. You know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. So. I was having this conversation because um, I'm at our studio here at Bo's restaurant and I was talking to our great sponsor, uh, Chris, who before the show, you know, he's a big Jaguars fan. So we were talking about the Leonard Fournette thing and Jalen Ramsey because both former Jaguars that missed opportunities for the Jag, the Con family is just failing that fan base. But the thing about cornerbacks, man, is that there's a different best corner in the league every two or three years. Like right now it's, Probably Tredavious White, right? I mean, but who's it going to be next year? Marshawn Lattimore, Denzel Ward. So I don't, Jalen Ramsey hasn't been in the conversation for best defensive back in the league for about three years now, right? I mean, am I, is that fair to say? I mean, two years. Yeah. I mean, Tredavious White, Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. They, those two have been like, you know, tops here. One, that's two. Your, that's your last two best in the league. But who's it going to be now? Yeah, I mean, it their, could be. They both got their money. It could be. A, it could be 
uh, as far oh you're talking about the next big con- next biggest contract well, well th- what i'm saying is like they they, they don't I, I i don't like this contract for the rams i like it for jalen ramsey he absolutely wins out here because it's all guaranteed and we, we all know that he's not going to be the Jalen Ramsey he was in the past, especially not playing the NFC West, dude. Like, you got to play Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, and uh, Jimmy Garoppolo two times a year each. That's not – Yeah, um, and it's – I mean, you figure the Rams would learn the lesson of giving big contracts. I mean, they gave a contract to Brandon Cooks. They gave a contract to Todd Gurley. And guess where they are? Yep. Not with the Rams. They gave a contract to Jerry Goff, and guess what they already done? They've already restructured it. Yep. You, th- you think they would learn, but obviously they don't. Like, I guess when they left St. Louis and went to L.A., they just completely forgot what it's like to kind of manage a team with, a fran- with you know, a cap. They just forgot. I mean, honestly, <laughs> they, like, they, they really did. Yeah, absolutely. They need to take some of that damn money and put it into their um, – graphic design department because their logo is trashed their uniforms are not great yeah it's like it's like okay we're gonna take a we're gonna take a cut okay what do you mean a cut we're gonna give a port we're gonna give some of this money to jalen ramsey okay well where's this cut coming from the uniforms what do you mean the uniforms we've got this figured out okay we're gonna go from having 100 dollars uniforms to 25 dollars uniforms don't worry about it yeah no Right. But let's go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and move on here. I I think this is not a good idea for them. I think it's going to two three years. I, they're going to be regretting yeah. it. You, you think so? If, if it takes them, if it takes them that long. Yeah. This contract, however, I think is a winner for both sides. DeAndre Hopkins signed a signed a, a contract extension. It's a two year deal, fifty four point five million dollar deal, and includes forty two point five million guaranteed. There's two things about this that I find interesting. The first one is is Hopkins did this on his own. He had no agency. He had nobody representing him. It was his own own contract. And the secondly, it's a two-year deal. A lot of people, when they're in their prime, they want to get the longest deal possible in order to get paid. But he did a two-year deal. And I think this is great for him because he gets a ton of money for two years. And it's great, too, because... He gets two years with Kyler Murray. If he likes it, he gets to extend. If he doesn't, he can go somewhere else. Uh, what do you think right. about that? I love it. I love it for all three sides, I'll even say. Because uh, I'll just go ahead and segue into the other one here. Deshaun Watson signing a huge contract this week as well. So it, it almost makes that Houston deal seem a little less crazy. I still think it was wild, all right? But this was this is always going to be the problem when you draft two very talented people around the same time, time frame at least. Um, but going back to it, uh, I, I love this deal for DeAndre Hopkins. It's perfect for him. Like you said, he's going to be able to play for two years. Uh, if he loves it, he can stay. If he doesn't, he can go. Uh, will he be at the same level then? I mean, he might be better in two years, bro. DeAndre Hopkins is the most consistent wide receiver in the NFL. He's done it with Deshaun Watson. He's Good Lord. Ryan Boyer, <laughs> Tom Savage. Like, he, it, like it, it, there's nobody in the league that's done that, right? Like, is everybody yeah, no, else? No. Like, oh, Julio yeah, needs Matt Ryan. Yeah. Um, and Michael Thomas did not. He was not the same with Bridgewater under center as he was with Breeze. Hey, don't give it. Don't don't before people start freaking out. Michael Thomas was still top tier. He just was not yeah. the same with Drew Breeze. No. Uh, I mean, no, when you have somebody DeAndre... throwing the ball to you and you get 140, 150 receptions a season with one quarterback. There's yeah. chemistry. You're, you're yeah, not going to disrupt that. Um, but yeah, Kyler, Kyler and DeAndre for three seasons, this season plus a two he got extended for. I think this is a, a very good deal for both sides. Um, I, at the end of the day, 
you know, if uh, Hopkins wants to stay, he can extend. If he doesn't, if he feels like he wants to go somewhere else, he can go somewhere else. And the, and Arizona is not locked into him long term. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. So, but uh, let's go to the, the Watson, the Deshaun Watson. Um, he had four year, one hundred sixty million dollar contract extension. Uh, it's about forty million forty million a year. Uh, it's the second largest, you know, contract. Obviously, only behind Patrick Mahomes' massive, you know, contract he got half a million. I, I, I don't think billion. I don't, I don't think he. I don't think anybody's going to touch Patrick Mahomes' contract. I think that'll never be broke. It's, it's going to well, take a very long time. It, I don't think it's good. I don't think it's good. It's, it's going to be very like. Oh, I think if you're looking at any quarterback, we might see that might have that happen. I think Trevor Lawrence could look at that. Uh, but I don't. Lamar's I don't know. What's that? Lamar Jackson's going to get paid. Yeah, but I don't think Lamar Jackson's going to get a ten-year contract. You know what I mean? No, no. You're you're right. One hundred percent. Like this is like a franchise quarterback franchise. This this is it. But yep. his contract just took a major hit because he got engaged. So it's really just a quarter bill. So I know that you, you and I again have talked about this off air. You're kind of hesitant on the Watson. You you weren't really like. Uh, you, you kind of had some, I wouldn't say drawback. Con, yeah, some cons about this. Uh, so, you, if you want to, you know, talk to people about that, you know, kind of explain why. Yeah. So, I um, listen. It, it, I'm not just a cowboy hater. So, when I come out here and I say that Dak Prescott doesn't deserve 40 mil, I'm I'm going to use this same argument for Deshaun Watson. Now, sure, he's had he's got more playoff wins than Dak Prescott does. He's probably. Um, Probably a more of a winner. It, like I don't know. It, like he has a more, in my opinion, more a, a better winning mentality. But bro, it, it's hard to think about somebody that's had two major, major injuries, um, who has not been really. They got kind of close to sniffing in a conference championship, but not really. They were just up by a lot at one point, and then they got ended up getting destroyed. So this guy has never. Uh, He's never even been to a conference championship. He's won maybe two or three playoff games, $40 million, which I get is the new standard. So I guess I'm going to have to kind of suck it up and get used to it. It's just, that's a lot of money to me. And it's like, and I'm going to go on the same argument I've used, bro. Like Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Drew Brees. Not many more after that can I name that really, in my opinion, deserve that kind of money. Yeah. I mean, like, like I, I told you, it's kind of going to be the norm. Um, if you take Watson, you put him on the Cowboys. I mean, I, I don't want to be a homer, but that you know, that's an NFC Championship team pretty Easily. much every year. You take Dak Prescott, you put him on the, the Houston Texans, and they're they might be a wild card, right? Uh, I mean, they may not make the playoffs. I personally, if I'm going to get forty million dollars a year to a contract, if I had to pick between Watson or Prescott. I'm taking Wat. I'm taking Watson. I-, I am. It's just his ability to make the plays and do thing do things more. He's more capable of doing things than, than Prescott can. It's just personal opinion, you know. And uh, and I, it, I, it's it's just one of those things of um, I mean, what Watson brings to Houston and what his intangibles are, um, just. I mean, the fact that, like, you know, they had a, a terrible offensive line and they they barely upgraded. Then they then they lost their number one receiver and got David Johnson and just, I mean, all his moves. And the fact that because he's still there, 
you still have to consider them a a contender for the playoffs. You know what I mean? Absolutely. All right. The next thing we want to talk about here, while while we were out, we missed a lot. Um, this one's not. I, I guess it wasn't really unexpected, but it is kind of crazy to see. Cam Newton will be the Week One starter for the New England Patriots. What are your thoughts? Um, I think it's obviously well deserved that he is going to be the starter. I, the fact that there was a quote unquote quarterback competition, I think that's just Bill being Bill. Um, but I think it's also great too that he was named the captain for the team. I think it's absolutely wonderful. Uh, right. If Cam, like I mentioned before, if Cam's eighty percent of what he was, then Patriots can easily compete for this division this year. Um, any team, the Bills or the Dolphins, you know, those two teams have to watch. I don't even include the Jets because they've got their own problems. That's but, fair. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, it, it it's going to be an interesting division this year. I mean, I don't expect my team to be really anywhere in it, but we'll see, man. Every Everything's shocking, and the shocking stories are coming out of the state of Florida right now, and even more specifically, the city of Miami, where the Miami Heat, are eight and one in the NBA playoffs right now. They're in the NBA Eastern Conference Finals for the first time since 2014. The first time since the end of the Big Three era: LeBron, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, and dude, unbelievable, right? Yeah, I, I mean, literally the they had the they literally had the Bucks a hundred percent chance to be in the Eastern Conference Finals, and they should have been swept. Uh, they they should have been you know the Heat should be eight and zero um that but that wild card game that wild card the the game uh game four and then they went to oh. overtime and Chris Middleton decided you know to catch on fire uh can't really do much about that you can't also been some um and, and even against the like for the Miami Heat against the Bucks there's been some horrible officiating at the end of those games where I thought like. They called it a defensive foul on, I think it was Tyler Hero, but it definitely should have been a charge, and Miami should have had two free throws to go up by three or four points. Yeah, they've had, they've, they've had some interesting officiating in these playoffs, for sure. Yeah, it's been pretty interesting. Sure. But I do have to say, overall, um, the playoffs have been pretty good. I, I've been very impressed. I've been I've been kind of glued to watching the playoffs. Um Last night, the du- the double overtime with Boston and Toronto. I don't know if you watched it, but that was a phenomenal game. So I was phenomenal. at work during that game. I was at oh. work, and it, we were busy as hell during that stretch. So I saw that the Celtics were up like 10 with four minutes left or something like that, and I was like, damn, Miami versus Boston. Here we go. Back yep. to the big three versus big three days, like the first year of it at least. And nope. Yeah, it Not was – it was a great game, man. It was so good. But um, is hey, I know that you're a Heat fan. I know that you're yeah. cheering for them. Um, the Heat definitely had a very small chance to be where they're at. So I'm I'm definitely pulling for them because they're obviously the underdogs. And wow, can you imagine if it would be the Heat versus the Lakers? You know, it would bronze be old, the bronze old bronze old team, dude. Yeah, bronze yeah. old team versus the bronze current team. You know, that's gonna be that's all the, the headline will be. And, you know, kudos to um, Eric Spolstra, Pat Riley. Because about two years ago, after the Big Three era, he started to sit back as a Miami Heat fan and go, okay, so maybe these guys only look good because of the Big Three. I mean, you had 
at, at the time, you had LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in their prime, who that was two of the top three or four players in the NBA, period, right? Correct. And then you had Chris Bosh, who was easily top 10 in his prime in the league. And there was, it, you were like, okay, so maybe this guy was a joke, Eric Spolstra. Maybe Pat Riley doesn't know what the hell he's doing. And now you look at this team and throw the best, the superstar on the team in in a certain aspect, like statistically is underperforming. I tell you, man, Tyler Harrow, that dude literally was like, Every time it was back and forth in three pointers, uh, he's he's a stud. He's he's definitely gonna yes. be something in the making. Um, Jimmy Butler's been playing good. Adebayo has been playing good. I I completely Goran forgot. Dragic. I, huh? Goran Dragic. Has yeah, been I completely phenomenal. forgot that he was there. <laughs> I, I completely forgot. Dude, this guy's been there before. Like he's been uh, like he he led Phoenix himself for so many years, and. The guy's just been phenomenal, but this this postseason, he's been a different man, a different entity, and I'm so I'm I'm head over heels about this team. I'm I'm excited. I really think that they have a fair shot to get to the finals and get swept by the Lakers or Clippers, which is fine. <laughs> which is fine. Like it, you know what my standard is? I'm getting a T-shirt. Like I'm already getting a T-shirt. Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, I think so. that I. I don't think the Clippers are going to be playing against the Lakers. I think, I don't think they're going to, I just don't. I, I think Denver is just that good. I think it's going to be Denver so what, versus LA. What is it? Two, one right now. Clippers. I think so. Yeah. But There's Denver, man, man, they've Denver's got talent. They, they've got talent. If they could just score a little bit more consistently, they have the defense to do it. And that that's my favorite thing about Miami, man, is they're, they're so feisty defensively. Jay Crowder is shooting lights out, but he's like one of the best defenders in the NBA. Then you look at what Jimmy Butler's doing defensively. Like I would not want to try and score on him if I was anybody right now. Right. Yeah, he's and, uh, he's playing so good. I mean, you guys. I mean, imagine being a seventy sixer fan. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness! Just watching it happen. Imagine like. I, I love it, man. And now Kendrick Nunn's back healthy. Uh, he was never not healthy, but he left the bubble for, I believe, the birth of his child. And, and he's back, and they're, they're a healthy team now. And I'm happy, man. I'm happy to see my team doing this good. I hope that they can keep it up. Um, I would love to see the Heat in the NBA Finals. I'd love to see them win it because this is the year. We talked about it before, like, all this started. This is the year for a team like Miami to do it, right? Yeah. It's just, I mean – not to go too off topic, but like we mentioned, smaller market teams in baseball, the Rays are leading the American League East. They're yeah. the, they are crushing the American League East. They actually have the best record in the American League. And second and I mean, place is the White Sox. And who's and who's two games out of the playoff picture in the MLB in the in the American League? The Baltimore okay. Orioles. Mm-hmm. And guess are who's like games seven out. games back from the American League East the division? The Yankees. The Yankees, right? And they're they're really they're the eighth seed in the American League right now. They're they're like in a regular playoff picture. The Yankees with their payroll are not making the playoffs right now, but they're going to make it this year because there's eight. But there's but there's also a chance they're not going to make it. And it's it's that exact story, bro. The small market teams, the Miami Heat, the, those teams that um that had their back up against the wall that nobody was talking about. Like you could, and I don't think you're going to see this because of money grab reasons, and they're going to make sure, but. 
you have a real possibility of a Miami Nuggets final, which would yeah. be Oh uh, yeah, that, that could happen, but um, that's true. So I want to talk to you about, you know, obviously we're talking about, you know, the, obviously the, the, the Heat and the Bucks series and how bad the Bucks got embarrassed pretty much. There's yeah, been a lot close. of... A lot of rumors, a lot of, I mean, as soon as it's, it's, it's kind of reminds me of when, you know, LeBron at last year in Cleveland, I mean, it was like the whole year, it was like, where's he going to go? Where's he going to go? Where's he going to go? Well, here comes 2.0. We got Giannis Antetokounmpo and rumors are swirling that his number one, like the destinations he might go to are like the Miami Heat and Golden State. And I even saw a report where uh dallas could be in contention you know dallas, with, the clippers yeah the clippers i mean these big market teams i kind of personally i kind of had a feeling this is going to happen because it's hard for a superstar a a a once every 10 year superstar to be in a market where the ownership is not going to help them what they what needs to be done to win and it's not a uh, a sexy location to live in, you know, for LeBron Cleveland no. is, not, I mean, like, yeah, let's go play. In, let's go live in Cleveland. I mean, it'd be no different if like, you know, for, or like the Pistons in Detroit, nobody wants to live in Detroit. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, Absolutely. So like, you know, Golden State is in California. Everybody wants to live in California. I don't know why, but Hey, whatever. That's their choice. <laughs> Miami. I mean, Miami's, I mean, God, I mean, Vice city. I mean, is is beautiful in Miami. Um, Dallas is also a really nice place to live. Uh, and plus, too, the ownership, Mark Cuban's probably one of the best owners in basketball, especially for Euro players. You know what I mean? Like, one like they right. have one of the best ever to play. Now they've got one of the best players today in Luka Doncic. And you pair him with another Euro player, Giannis. And then, yeah, Christophe I mean, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> right, so, I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, would you like for him to be on the heat or do you think that it would require to require too much sacrifice and to get Giannis? So, um, yeah, to both of those, really, I, I think that, uh, to get him next year in a Miami heat uniform in 2021, they would have to trade somebody. They're going to have to make trades. And I don't see anybody on the team that I'm comfortable with them trading right now. And I'm, I'm and I'm, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart, man, I more than likely Tyler hero is going to have to be a piece. That can't happen. That cannot yeah. happen. That he's he's probably the future. Not even probably. He's the future of the Miami Heat. He's gonna be one of the best players that we're gonna see. He kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Steve Nash, if that makes sense. Remember when Steve Nash came in for the Dallas Mavericks mm-hmm. and was just dropping thirty pieces on everybody. Yep. This is what that's what Tyler Hero reminds me of, and I think he's gonna be that piece. So. If they can get a trade involved with uh, with an Andre Iguodala, uh, a Goran Dragic, and let's just say Rant, a Rant, like Jay Crowder for, for Giannis and probably another spot filler or a draft pick, a second-round pick or something, mm-hmm. then I'd be okay with it. But I'm almost, I'm almost concerned that Milwaukee looked a little bit better without him yeah, on they, the floor. They, well, yeah, they, they did. They, their stats showed that they yeah, were absolutely numbers definitely showed that they were 100% better. So I don't, 
if hopefully you guys don't have to give up too much. If I think if it's too much, I think Miami's going to say, you know what, we're okay with what we got. We made it this far. We're obviously competing. I think we're okay. Um, at the, at the realm of Jimmy Butler, I think you guys are all right now. And right. I would say another one that you guys were looking at was uh, Joel Embiid. What do you think of or you know or Ben Simmons? What do you think about either one of those? I think Miami doesn't need that. They don't. They don't need somebody like that. They don't need another defensive piece. Um, if they're going to go out and get somebody this offseason, they need to go get another suit, like another star, like somebody to accent Jimmy Butler, somebody that can put up thirty to forty a night and at ease, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So I don't. I don't like another like the like, yeah, like a Robin, yeah. Robin esque kind of a, like a one B player. Okay. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like they they got their one A and Jimmy Butler. I don't like Joel Embiid. Bam Adebayo is going to stuff that hole. You, nobody's going to go inside on my end for a little while. But we yeah. have a minute and a half left here. Um, I'm, so we're, what we're going to do, guys, we're going to release two episodes today. We're going to release this episode, and then we're going to release another episode with our NFL picks and everything, talk a little bit about the NFL weekend coming up. Uh, Marcus, do you have anything else you want to make sure you get out real quick? Uh, here's the thought of the day. Uh, the Miami Marlins have a better win percentage than the Houston Astros. So, food for thought there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It it makes you think. And then they got My, 29 runs hung on them last night. So. Yeah. I'm not going to say karma, but, you know, I'm just saying. Yeah, maybe Don Mattingly should have shut his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You ain't got them figured out, bro, if they're hanging 30 on you in Major League Bay. This ain't slow-pitch softball. <laughs> what yeah, a just, crazy night. Yep. So, hey, it happens, right, man. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, guys. We're going to get out of here on this episode. Um, make sure you tune back in. We got another episode dropping today.